Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today. We've got our Evening with Medium events coming up on August 23rd and December 13th this year. Tickets are already on sale, so you can head over to the website buysarlo.com to grab those before they're gone. Sips of Sanity is a second podcast series that Kelly and I have that is available at the website buysarlo.com. It is five 10-minute shows that air the first week of each month, Monday to Friday, We pick a topic on emotional or spiritual intelligence, and we try to give you a toolkit. And while you're there, we have Coffee with the Sarlos and Sips of Sanity logos on a coffee mug. They're available at the website by sarlo.com for $15. And last but not least, we have gift certificates and personal sessions available. You can purchase them and receive them from anywhere in the world. You can go to request them on the website by sarlo.com or contact us directly. And moving into today's show. This is a client's story. This is a lady that came to see me. Her name is Asha. Isn't that a gorgeous name? Mm-hmm. She came in the door, sat down. Actually, she came with a group of women from out of town. And they sat in the living room in the waiting room and She came in, just sat, we went through consent, I'd say pretty quickly, probably under a minute. And then she said, do you think that you could just start with what you guys call open? And I said, absolutely, I would love to. And do you truly mean it? I just asked her that because sometimes people really do have a particular intention and don't say so. And she said she just wanted to try open first with a with a true heart. And I said, okay. So I sat quietly for a few minutes looking out the window. And before I knew it, Kel, the first thing that came out of my mouth before I could even, I'll say even think clearly, I said, you're a bully. And she went, uh-huh, like this. And I thought, did she just admit that? <laughs> like that easily that this didn't even face her I, I I wasn't certain what was happening and so I turned back and I went to the spirit guides and said I think I just said somebody was a bully <laughs> to their face and I got nothing like what the hell is happening and the spirit guide said to me you have a raging narcissist in front of you who could easily beat the shit out of you physically So I look over at her and I'm thinking, yeah, she could. (laughs) She's bigger than me. So I thought, okay, what do I do? I reached down to the table and grabbed my panic button. (laughs) And I put my necklace on and put it around my neck. And I thought, okay, let's give this a shot. I said to the guides, well, what am I doing? She says, open and you guys are starting with she's a bully. She's a narcissist. Is there an intention in this today? And they said, well, you're just going to have to trust us and go with it. And I'm thinking, holy crap. So I said, okay, what do I do? And the guides showed me some behaviors at work. That's where it started. And the, the explanation of it. And so I said, Asha, I said, the guides are saying that you're um, a bully at work. Well, you bully everywhere, but we're going to start with work. And I said, in your work environment, you determined that if you bullied everybody, you would get what you want at work. And your supervisors, or pardon me, not supervisors, the people that own the business, 
saw this as a way to have you do all the dirty work for them. And they like the fact that you don't apologize, that you are aggressive and mean, not only to the staff, but to all of the patients. And she looked at me and went, you said patients. And I said, I did. And she goes, so you see where I work? And I said, I do. And I said, it's, this is a little bit rough. And I said, are you okay if I continue? And she said, yeah, go on. And I said, well, I see that you bully the patient's families. You bully absolutely everybody. You even bully the bosses and they know that, meaning the owners, and they let you get away with what they want you to get away with. But if they want to squash you, they do. They put you in your place and it's all based on finances. So they'll they'll take something financially away from you to make sure that you still know that they run the place. And I said, but basically speaking, you're the one that goes in and makes everybody's life a living hell. And she says to me, where do I work? And I said, you work in a nursing home. And she said, I do. What do I do? I said, you're the director of nursing. And she said, I am. And I said, so she's bullying you too. Oh, yeah. And I said, and I, and I, and I called her out on that. I'm just getting to it in a second. And I said, because I mean, I'm noticing her behavior of what she's doing to me as well, saying these things, but I'm answering and then I'm going to deal with that as well. So Asha says to me, so you know where I work, you know what I do. And you could see that she's trying to process that she's truly caught. She's trying to process that at first she just thinks, oh, that's just Karen Sarlo. She says she's a psychic, so she knows some things. But you don't see in her processing ability yet that she's really understanding it, that it's all of the spirits, that it's her spirit, that it's my spirit and the spirit of all of her co-workers and her bosses and all of these patients, which are all elderly people and their families. And that all of these spirits know this. So she thinks on earth that she's getting away with everything. And she's encouraged to do it by the bosses because they don't want to go in and bully everybody. They just want the money at the end of the day. They don't care what elderly people they're taking care of or what their needs are or the staff there. Or that the families are hurt by any of this, that these are their parents or their siblings. It, 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 it's disgusting. And she sits in it because it gives her power and it gives her money. And she loves to make everybody in, be in pain. So I said, Asha, I said, the spirit world sees all of this. They see that you're bullying me. They see that you are bullying them. And she goes, what do you mean? I said, you know what I mean by the two questions that you just asked. I said, you're here and you think that you can bully me through the session just like you bully everybody else. I'm one more person, even though I have some of the answers. All you see is that I have something you want. And instead of just getting it kindly, which is what you could have had, 
you still want it through meanness, even if you have the choice for kindness. Hmm. Gross. Isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Like it, it's it's it is super gross. But it wait till you hear because this session just gets incredible. So she said, Oh, yeah. And and now she's shifting in her chair a bit. And I said, You're a smoker. And she goes, Um, I am. And I said, um, I'm having a craving for a cigarette. And I'm not a smoker. And she goes, the, um, I'm having a craving. I said, no, you're having a panic attack. And she went, yeah. Oh, like this. Yeah. And oh, my Kelly, did we have a moment together. Mm-hmm. I got out of my chair and I just went over and just knelt on the floor beside her chair. And I just put my hand on her hand and I said, Asha, can I just, are you okay if I just put my hand on you? I'm going to do some energy work. Can I just put my foot on your foot or something? And I knew to ask because the guide said, don't touch her. And I saw a quick flashing of her being beaten. And I said, Asha, my hand froze when I saw it. Just froze in midair when I saw the abuse. And I said, Asha, I see how you've been beaten. I see what you were beaten with. And I said, may I touch you? May I put my foot on your foot? It is to ground you. It is not to control or dominate you. And she's just now entering into another part of the anxiety attack. Yep. And she's losing it. And I, I said, are you okay? What do you need then? You can touch my feet. She said, you can put your foot on my foot. So I pulled my chair up right in front of her. I took the table away. I put my foot on her foot. And I said, when you're ready, can I put my other foot on the other foot? And you can give me the go. You can say the word ready. And I said, when you say ready, I'll put my foot there. And she went, okay. I said, no, that's not the word. <laughs> That's good. Safe words are that for a reason. Yeah, I said it has to be the word ready now. And she kind of giggled a little bit. But you could just, oh my God, her whole body was stiffening. So I put my foot on her other foot when she gave me the word ready. And I said, can we continue? You're having a panic attack. Do you want to lay down instead? Do you want to go home? Do you want to stop the session? She's in a full-blown panic attack. And she says to me, keep going. And I heard the spirit guide say, she had a panic attack every time she was beaten. And I'm like, oh, she has a panic attack at work when she bullies people. She just pushes through everything. She's scared that if she doesn't push through and keep doing the bullying, that she will actually have a full heart attack and die. And I'm like, okay. So now I fully understand why her whole thing is fight, fight, fight. She doesn't know anything other than to do the fighting. Mm -hmm. Survival mode. And these employers took advantage of that. And I know not everybody is going to hear it that way. I know that's a challenging thing to say, but they did. Because the way I see Asha is that she is hurting. I don't think that's a far stretch. 
because I know when you watch sports documentaries, they will often take underprivileged or abused children, mainly boys, and put them in some kind of combat. Whether it's to put them in military or if it's to put them in sports themselves and make them the enforcer in hockey. What? Right? I didn't know that. Absolutely. They see potential because of the anger. Oh. And here's an outlet. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to be someone who helps you channel it, right? Oh my God. And that's not how you're supposed to channel it. No, but I'm saying it's not a far stretch because we do see it in that kind of a community. Right. And so for a boss to say... I'll put you in a management position where you're allowed to enforce authority. I get it now. But I'm not going to give you regulations on how you enforce it. She can be, quote unquote, creative with her anger. Yeah. Got it. And, and okay. Uh, Kelly, thank you for explaining that to me. I did not see that parallel. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate it. So... We talked about in those few moments right after that about some of her co-workers that she saw her co-workers who are people pleasers as weak. She saw them as people that she could manipulate. So she would take one of the people pleasers and treat them really well because they would people please her and they would show the rest of the staff how to behave. Mm-hmm. And then she would purposely pick another people pleaser and absolutely destroy them to the point of like pushing them right out the door in a stress sleeve where they would, and she would joke about it with a friend. We'll see how long it takes to have a stress note on my desk from her doctor. Okay. And and I think about that. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring this as a show is for some people at home who are in that situation to understand that they're not crazy when they believe that their boss did this to them on purpose. Yeah, I think too in larger corporations or companies where the owner is not local, is not someone that knows you, your manager can easily be the person or supervisor can be the person who makes that exact decision. Yeah. That, you know, the company or the corporation will pay for the sick leave. I'll bully them till they take it. Right. I'm going to bully them out of the job. Yeah, but they cost the company. Totally. And... She did this purposely to train the rest of the staff, which is huge. It's a massive staff. So she purposely picks on some and she always picks a staff member who's a people pleaser to bully the most, to destroy psychologically, to beat down who educates themselves. The one who takes all the courses, the one that works the hardest. She squashes them. She wants to show everybody, you think you can go take courses in advance? I'll teach you. She, and I confronted her with that. And as I'm sitting in front of her with my feet on her feet, my hand on her ha- one hand, <laughs> and I want to say the other one holding the panic necklace. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that I'm sitting there confronting her in that room, just the two of us saying, This is exactly what you do, why you do it, and right to the point that you make fun of these people because this is their personality. And I said it is similar to the father that beat you that would turn around and go out and make fun of beating you right in front of your face to other people. And she just looked at me. And when I said it that way about her father's behavior... That was the key moment. 
something happened and broke in that moment. She, and I will describe it this way, she broke into a full sweat. And I said, do you feel safe with me? And she went, yes. And I said, do you want to continue? Yes. And I said, do you want what the spirit guides want you to know next? Or what do you need if it's in a different direction? And she paused for a long time. Good. No rushing her. Complete silence in the room. I never interjected or said a word. I was afraid to even swallow. Not for my own life, afraid. I just wanted her to have a moment to take the first breath. And when she came back and said, I'm ready to hear what they want me to know instead of what I have been doing. Instead of what I have been thinking, I'm here to know what somebody else thinks. And I said, okay, then. So we're going to get started. Can I take my feet off of yours? Can I sit back in my chair? And can this session begin? And this whole situation was about the first 10 minutes of her session. That's it of an hour. And we spent 50 minutes, 50 glorious best 50 minutes of my life actually teaching a narcissist how to stop on just day one. And it began with, okay, Asha, I need you to hear, I need you to say this to me. You have to repeat after me. I am a narcissist. And she said, well, fuck. And I said, well, you can say, well, fuck, I am a narcissist. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And we had a little good laugh together. And I said, you could say that. And she goes, fine. But you do have to finish it. <laughs> yes. And she did. She sat there and said, well, fuck, I'm a narcissist. She said, I really, I knew it, but I was hoping that I was going to come here today and you were not going to say that to me. And I said, you are brave. I said, you are brave. First tear. First tear. She said, really? And I said, yes, you are brave. And I said, because we are going to sit here today and we're going to finally open up like Christmas presents, all these tools that you can have. Yeah. And the, the braveness comes from the fact that she was willing to see herself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because we had a little conversation interjected in here that I haven't said so far, where she said to me, I've punched people. I've beaten them up. I've hit their heads. I've smashed heads. And I'm like, yes, I know. And she says, and you haven't hit your panic button or left the room or gone to get the girls in the other room. And I said, no, because the guides are telling me that you're here today to hear it. And I, and she said, why? Testing me again. And I said, you're testing me. And she goes, okay, then how do I ask for this right do I just tell you then? And I said, no, we're, we're going to continue for a minute. I said, but I do want to call you out every time you're testing me so that you understand I have boundaries and that I'm not going to let you test me. I will let you know every time you do it. And I said, your daughter no contacted you. And she went, what does that mean? And I said, your daughter will not speak to you, see you, let you near her grand, your grandchildren, her husband, the dog, 
Like you have zero contact with anybody in her family. She has gone, what psychiatrists refer to as no contact. And she went, yeah. And I said, your other three children are still tolerating all of your abuse. And your husband still is, but you don't feel like there's any marriage. And because your one daughter, the one has stood up to you, your world is crashing because this is the first person to stand up to you. First. And maybe age doesn't matter. Maybe it does. Maybe some people want to think she's 20. Maybe some people want to think she's 60. I don't know what listeners want to think about that kind of person. But I can say she's probably around 56, 57, mid-50s. She's had a lot of years of high turnover of staff in the nursing home. And the owners know it, are totally fine with it because they don't have to pay benefits. I think listeners probably want to know which home to not put their parent in. Yeah. And I think maybe some listeners need to hear that if they suspect that at the nursing home where somebody is that they care about, that they really should have them moved to a place where they're going to be cared for because this is not care. And I want people to hear that we discuss this. I think if you have been listening for any length of time, people know that we discuss taboo subjects and hard topics. Yeah, we got right into it. So I said, Asha, I said, the spirit guides want you to know that this goes down on record. This is something you're going to be held accountable for, even if you're not in this lifetime. When you die, you are held accountable for this. And I said, not in the sense of where people think there's a heaven and a hell, not that, but you are held accountable by all of those spirits. They will all have a turn to confront you. I said, you think that you're getting to walk away. There's no walking away. It's only in your current state of consciousness, meaning human, that you get to do that walking away. And I said, but every one of those families have a right to know who you are and what type of director you are for this nursing home. The spirit guides asked Asha if she would like a plan of action for her retirement. And she just looked at me like, what? And I said, well, I said, uh, that's their job. It's to sit here and defend all the people that you're hurting. So let's get at it. You're the one that needs to be removed. Not all the people from that home and not all of the employees. You are the cancer. So how do we get you out of there? And she went, literally, you're sitting in front of me asking me how I'm supposed to give up my job. And I went, yeah, I am. Cool. You are the one. The guides are confronting you. Mm -hmm. You're the one with the problem. You're the one that needs to see the psychiatrist. You're the narcissist. This should not be on everybody else having to go find a job and having to place all those families, all those patients in other homes. You're the cancer. So what are we going to do? You and I and the spirit guides are going to sit down and we are going to create a plan of action for you to go into retirement pronto. I can just see an influx of calls coming from company directors and managers and owners sending their <laughs> employees that they believe are the cancer. 
I would love nothing more than to educate than to educate and to help these people Mm -hmm. because it isn't about just being mean to them. No, it's about being able to say to them, here are the facts that you refuse to deal with. And you are the one that needs to be removed. You are the one that needs help and there is help and we can get it to you. And if you want to go back after you've had help and you come out of your narcissistic behavior and enter the workforce again, then good. But until then, you are on sick leave. You are the one that has to walk into a doctor's office and say, I need to be on sick leave. I'm a freaking narcissist and I need help. And there needs to be a doctor that says, done. Instead of saying to all of the people that are being victimized by the narcissists, here are all of your sick leaves. We, we need to be able to say, you're the cancer, we cut you out. And here you go, here's your help. Please come back to society when you are healthy. And that's what she got to hear. We want you back when you are truly who you are. We lost you when your dad beat you. And we need to go back and find that person first. You need to know who she is. You need to let her grow up. You need to nurture her. That's going to take more than a few weeks or a few months. That could take a year or two or longer. And you deserve the time. At 57, you earn the time. I love this show. I'm, I thank you for sharing. Yeah, it this... um. I I felt so fortunate. I felt so privileged that the spare guide gave her to me. Mm-hmm. I felt so prepared for her. I think that's a really humorous comment because if you rewind to the beginning of the show, you're going, um, I just called her a narcissist and I have nothing. Yes. <laughs> Help. But- Yes. I know. I know that you are equipped given everything that you read with Nina W. Brown and all the psychiatrists and psychologists that we love, all the authors, all the YouTube and podcasts that we listen to. I know that you're prepared. And I know too how well you listen to the guides and don't interpret that you just word for word repeat how much they're loved and supported by the guides. Yep. And that I'm still human in it too. That I can have my moments where I know I'm totally prepared and I have the other part of me that goes, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And those two parts of me collide very quickly. And being an empath where you can feel fully prepared, but in the switch of half a second, you feel the person's panic attack and feel as heartbroken as they do. And you got to say to the guides, okay, I need that train of thought back because I'm now immersed in what they're feeling. Well, and that's, uh, Kelly, you just did that wonderfully, because it wasn't until after the session was over that I realized that my panic at the beginning had to do with what she was feeling and that she was coming down with anxiety and panic attacks, Mm -hmm. where I was sitting there going, uh, uh, in a total panic. Yeah. I thought it was my personal panic. Anyway, um, yeah, so we have a plan of action. Asha's coming back. We are going to work on this. We have a plan of action for her to go to a therapist. Her first piece of homework is not to come back and see me. 
So I said, Asha, you're not welcome to come back. And she looked at me like, what? And I said, you have to go to therapy. I am not qualified to help a narcissist come out of something this deep. And the amount of abuse you've been through, you need a full fledged psychologist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can compliment to a certain degree, but we can't channel an actual therapist job for an hour. Oh, no. And I said, you need to go to the therapy. And then once your therapist says it's time for you to come back and see me, you've done some progress, then come back. And I said, and if you try to walk into my house and sit down in that chair and lie to me that you went to therapy, the guides are going to tell me and I will kick your ass out the door. And I know you traveled a long way to come and see me. So don't pull any shit. Nice. And she left with the intention of that's my step. Mm -hmm. That's my first step. And she's going to hold me accountable. And I can't lie. So I wait. Congratulations. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I was super happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you hear that. And I hope listeners are shaking their head going, oh, my God, me too. Because that takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. to be the voice for the guides. I know it's not our it's not our train of thought. It's not our words. But you chose to be the voice of that. Yeah. And I hope that she finds a really good psychologist that's going to walk her through an early retirement that she did not drug her. Yeah. And give her the tools to say, "Okay, it's good to retire. You're you're not a good manager. You're not a good employee. You're not a good nurse. You're not a good human being right now. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on healing. And and that was the last thing she got told. Focus on your own healing. You're in nursing and you have so much healing to do. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Otherwise, have a beautiful Saturday.